Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'd like to see it a little bit, maybe more right down the middle. I'm losing my mind just a little. Maybe you can realize that the truth is in the middle. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? Now back to everybody's favorite middleman. In the middle. VB. Impeachment's been sent. They voted on it. 228-193, and it's heading to the Senate. Trial next week, starting on Tuesday. Uh, Martin Luther King Day Monday, so that's why it's starting on Tuesday. And uh, game, they'll do some probably some procedural stuff the next couple of days, maybe. And then you'll get into it next week. And then, as Trump said today, he doesn't expect it to last more than a couple of weeks at the most. Uh and we'll see. I mean, it's it's on. Now, Now, Lightning, there are those. I don't want to talk about impeachment too much because I think we're going to spend a lot of time next week talking about it. But now the Romneys of the world that, that try and hide and try to go, don't give an opinion on this stuff unless we have to give an opinion on this stuff. Well, now they're going to have to give an opinion on this stuff. So now they're going to have to get on record and decide what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And so we'll see. And we'll talk about it as... Uh, events warrant. I We talk about it today. I think we're all just going to say, oh, Congress sucks. Pelosi's awful. And what a surprise that her lead manager is Adam Schiff. We're, we're going to keep doing the Adam Schiff thing. <sighs> okay, fine. So while we'll hold off on major the sort of impeachment talk until most likely next week, depending on, you know, tonight and tomorrow and what breaks, et cetera. Uh, one thing I did want to get into a little bit more lightning. We talked about this at the beginning of the show, but I want to, I want to hear from you here. Uh, us airways flight 1549, 11 years ago today landed in the Hudson. It was the Sully flight that happened on January 15th, 2009. And today is the anniversary of that. Now, as you guys know, if you listen to the show last year, one of the passengers on that plane was a guy named Ben Bostick. He's a friend of my brother's, lives in Charlotte, as did my brother at the time, and he knows Ben very well. And I've gotten to know him a little bit as a result of this. I've interviewed him a couple of times. And one of the things I've said to him is, like, did you think you were going to die? And he said, you know, you didn't even really have much time to think like we're looking out the window, I could see flames, then you could see water, and then you hear brace for impact. You you put your you didn't have a lot of time, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody had the the idea in their head that, you know, this is how it ends. And then they hit the water and they hit it, and he said it was kind of jarring. It's kind of like when you hit the brakes unexpectedly on a car, but it wasn't even that hard of an impact. And then you just realized, okay, we're all alive. Every, you kind of looked around and said, is everybody okay? And then you saw water starting to come into the plane. So you said, okay, how are we going to get out of here? And what are we going to do? And you know the rest. They ended up on the wings. And then people came in uh, in boats and they got them out of there. And it was unbelievable and a great thing. But there was that moment for all of them, except maybe Sully. I don't know, Lightning. I assume the other people in that cockpit thought we're about to die. 
And if you didn't think that, how would you not? That had never been done before. Sully said, okay, we're going to land it in the Hudson. And everybody had to go, what in the bleep? But he did. He landed in the Hudson and he saved them all. And it's just such a phenomenal story. I can't get enough of it. But it leads me to this lightning in honor of Flight 1549. Did you ever find yourself in your life thinking, yeah, I think this is it. I, I legitimately, I think I am going to die. And this is how I am going to die. Have you ever had a near-death experience that wasn't like, yeah, you know, I got in a car once and my buddy had been drinking a little too much. We swerved, but I, you know, I got home and everything was fine. I don't mean like I could have died, but I never really thought I was going to die. I'm talking about I really thought I was a goner. Like, I thought about the, my loved ones. I thought about what I would have said to people. I thought about what I would have done if I had it all back. I saw a flash, things like that. Uh, have you ever had a not a near-death experience where you thought legitimately, yeah, I'm dead. This is it. I've had a good life, and now it's going to end. 617-266-6868 is the phone number. I want to take some calls on this, and I want to hear these stories uh, and by the way, lightning, <laughs> I want to hear these stories, but 603 stories, uh, VB, I walked into the men room this morning and almost died. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I understand that text. Thank you. That made me laugh, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. 617-266-6868, your near death experiences. And what did you think when you thought you were going to die? John's in Nashua. He's going to start us off on this one. Hey, John, welcome to RKO. Hey, VB, thanks for taking my call. I, I don't know unless you're in that airplane that you actually ruminate over your, your last few seconds of life. But uh, I was coming. I got a couple of them. For, it's really strange. But uh, one of them was I was coming back to work. I was a store detective running a Caldors. And coming up the road, going back to work after a late lunch, like 5 o'clock, sober, of course. But uh, I had a drunk guy hit me head on. Wow. And I was going about 40. He was going probably 35. And Did he, he cross right over? In. Yeah, he crosses over and just smashes you? He, well, he crossed over because he wanted to take a left going into the condo complex where his mistress was living. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I saw that, you know, that one second you had, I'm like, oh, my God. And next thing I know, I'm underneath the dashboard with a piece of steel through my knee. I got out, and they say I live to tell about it, but my, 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 I guess my best one is I've had at least three or four. Well, but, hold on. Uh, in that one, one just... in that one, John, did you have a moment yeah. where the car has crashed, you have been thrown, yeah. and as you're moving or as that thing's going through your knee or whatever, do you have a moment yeah. of this is it? Um, I didn't even feel it in my knee. The only reason I noticed later is because my shoe was filled with blood. Didn't even notice. Your adrenaline really flows. But when I get out, I was like, you know, what the, you know what? Like, what was this guy thinking? That was my next thought. Not that you almost, you could have got killed. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was a detective for Star Market, a bunch of agencies for many years. And uh, I get out of it and I ran a Strawberries Records and Tape. And I'm in Burlington and someone kept stealing the classical CDs. And I said to the other manager, if it's the last thing I ever do, I'm going to catch this guy. But on Thanksgiving Eve, 1986, 
I open up the office door to come out, and there's the guy stuffing classical CDs in his pants. So I mentioned to the other manager named Michael, who, nothing wrong with this, but he was very flaming. Nothing wrong with that. But I said to him, Michael, let me stop this guy. Don't. It could be trouble. Well, the guy goes out the door. Michael goes out. He had the chutzpah to go after him, and the guy turned on, punched him in the face, and lays him out. Michael gets up to chase him. I'm coming through the doors. We go across the Crossroads parking lot in Burlington on 3A, where, uh, was it, uh, the really nice furniture company is. I can't think of the name Jordan's? of it uh, off the top of my head. No, not Jordan's. Really high-end. Uh, Ethan Allen? But whatever. <laughs> whatever. I can't remember the name of it. Boston Interior. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we could guess all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got behind Ethan Allen Furniture. Here we go. I Ethan get Allen. it. That was it. <laughs> but uh, we get, he goes behind it, and he's, he straddles the guard railing. Oh I'm like, God. oh, my God, there's the tackle. I put my shoulder down, and I get him right in the ribs. It's a 90-degree cliff, all giant, jagged rocks. Oh. I don't remember anything oh my God. until about 11 to 12 o'clock the next day, Thanksgiving Day. I'm in intensive care with all these tubes in me, and I've got a 3-inch compound fractured skull. Uh, apparently I was told that I immediately got up like 10 seconds of moaning. My eyes are closed. My eyes open. I get up. I get blood come out of my nose and mouth. And I go, let's go back to work because your adrenaline's flowing. And they're like, you got to sit down. You just sit down. So they got an ambulance. They said, we're going to take you to Leahy Clinic. I said, no, you're not. You're going to call my father, Dr. Going. We're going to Winchester Hospital. They'll tell me what you're going to do. We get to Winchester Hospital. I guess I became very violent. Uh, my stepmother showed up and said, you need to lie down and relax. I went semi-comatose. Didn't wake up till the next day, just before the Lions football game. And I knew I didn't have too bad a head injury because I had 50 bucks from the Lions to win that day. And I wanted to see what was going on. But That's, that's never a good bet, later. by the way. That's never a good bet <laughs> yeah, in my entire <laughs> life to have 50 bucks on the Lions. <laughs> well, back in those days, remember, this is 1986. They weren't as bad then. Okay. Luke Sanders was still Yeah, you got on. some Barry but, Sanders uh, happening. The doctor, the doctor told me you were an 8 on a scale of 10. If he goes to 10, you would have been dead. Let I me tell no you something, John. The, anymore. the, the message in that story is, the lesson yeah. is that if someone is stealing classical records and you think about chasing <laughs> them, maybe you should balk. I... I I can't. I've, I've, I've been brought up that when you see something bad like that, you stop the person. You say, hey, no, we're not going to take that crap. And I don't do it anymore. I'm 60 now, but I've got some great war stories. I'll tell you another one another time. Uh, we'll do it again another time, John. Rest assured. So I appreciate your call. I appreciate That's what we're looking for. Times That's when wild, you not yeah. only could you have died, but in the moment you thought, I think I am going to die. Literally. Yeah, I don't have any of those. I, I don't, I've never been where I think I'm literally dead now. You know, everybody has scares and whatever, and I hate flying, so every yeah, time I'm yeah. in a plane, I'm like, here we go. But I've never been in a – we came back from Florida once, and the plane landed, and everybody started applauding. But I'm so scared of flying, I didn't realize it was worse than any other flight I'm on. But everybody's like, holy crap, we should never have landed here. That was dicey. But I didn't think anything of it, and it wasn't It wasn't that dicey. I've never had one where, like, um, this, this may be it. I need to – text my wife or call my wife or do whatever right yeah, i've no, never had that so if you've had one like like john just had or like people on uh sully's flight that landed in the hudson 11 years ago i want to hear your story i just really i'm sorry i really appreciate 603's text did you see that one about married to a scottish irish redhead 
I forget that her father was coming for dinner one night. I showed up an hour late after stopping to have a couple of beers. You ever you ever tick off a Scottish Irish redhead? I would have rather been on Sully's plane. <laughs> I was laughing. That made me laugh. I appreciated that. 603. <laughs> I just have the visual in my head. Uh, 603. So I, not only do I believe that, I believe you actually thought you were going to die that night. I, I really believe it. Believe- I believe it too. <laughs> More calls when we come back. Near death experiences. Not only when like I could have died, but you actually thought you were going to die. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. It's VB in the middle. What is my rule on pizza waffles? No cheese. Well, what's my, but what's my overarching take on pizza? At least three times. Topping galore. Both of you have never paid attention to me when I've talked about pizza. Because you don't know what you're talking. My about overarching pizza. opinion on pizza is: is there bad pizza? Oh, well, that's your new opinion as yeah, of that's yesterday. Your, yeah, that's your new opinion on. This. That's always been my opinion. No, your opinion. Okay, I guess, I guess we're saying your guidelines. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. All right, we're just going to go right back to the phones. We're talking about uh, your near-death experiences, times when you thought, I am going literally, not, oh, my God, I'm going to die. No, literally, I think I am dying now. This is the end of my life because today is the 11th anniversary of uh, Sully putting the plane down on the Hudson. What, you laugh every time um, I say that. Lady. No, I'm laughing at the text line. The text, the texters are on fire today. They say, basically, VB, you want a near-death experience? Call Lightning Reader again. True, true. <laughs> if you me- mention Lightning, Marita, Rita in any way in the text, no, no reader, yeah, reader. I, reader, reader, as she reader, says it, yes, reader. but R-I-T-A, that's what she wants us uh, to call her in 2020 for some reason. I appreciate that, text. You know, like You're Snoop, right on. Remember when Snoop tried to change the Snoop Lion? Yeah, that never worked. Lightning is now trying to change her name to Rita no, because she wants to no, be taken no, seriously. No, and it's like, not. no, you're Lightning. You're trying to change it to Rita. You're trying to pull a Snoop. Not that's not what I heard. You were telling me on the break that, right. oh, I wish people would call me Rita from now on. As President Trump says, Fake news. This is fake news all around. Who am I talking to? CNN over Somebody here? Somebody said like, I should refer to you as Lady Bolt, but I don't know. That nah, seems like that too seems royal. Like, I mean, you know what, though? It's kind of similar to Lady Gaga, so I'm okay with it. You know? It's probably not I'm okay happen. with it. Your near death experiences. Mark's in the truck. Mark, you're next here on RKO. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, Mark. Like your show, DB. Thank Thanks you for taking my call. So um, a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm an avid skier and climber and backcountry guy. A couple of years ago, I finally made it out to Alaska and almost killed myself twice in a span of a couple of weeks. What <laughs> One happened? Time I was actually, well, the first time um, I was backcountry skiing in a place called Turnigan Pass with my friend Matt, who lives in Anchorage. And um, we were on his sled. I took one run. Um, we came back up over there. They, they, they ride snowmobiles completely differently. Uh they're powder tracks and they're, they're really aggro sleds. Basically, the passenger sits up front, not in the rear, like we do here out east. Make a long story short, we came back up to the top of the ridge, turned around, and somehow the throttle stuck. And then the next thing I know, both Matt and I in the snowmobile sh- shot off the cliff. Um, I had it, it all happened like super, super fast. I don't know how the hell we both didn't die, but miraculously, I stuck and he stuck. We both kind of self-arrested um, into the snow, and the, the sled went off a 325-foot cliff. 325 feet? Oh, my God. Yep. That's a football yep. field. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got, so you go off the cliff like Thelma and Louise I, in the car. Do you think you must? Do you have any time to think? But uh, if you- and and I, I don't know how it happened, but 
I jumped off and he jumped off and we both, we landed, I don't know how many feet down, but we had to climb back up to the top. And there was a few other people up there that saw it and they couldn't believe it. Did uh, you have like, a good stiff drink when you got back to base or whatever? Actually, when we got back to the top, my my pack was up at the top. I pulled out my pack. There were two beers there and we sat down and have a beer. I, yeah, I don't drink beer, but I think I would have had one with you at that point. Like that is he that's what I'm talking about, Lightning. He's got air. That could that's have easily he's dead. He's a dead guy. Yeah, no, I've never been in that's a situation so close. like that. I've never been in For a situation. For those that didn't hear it, like by the way, what he said when they went off the cliff, we had to cut. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But that is what you would say. Oh my God, I'm a dead man, except there was a couple other words in it. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, who wouldn't be thinking that? No. Uh, wow. You went off a 300-foot cliff in Alaska on a snowmobile, and he lived to call in. That's a good story. 617-266-6868. Man, I'm reading all these. They look great. Desiree's in Milford. Desiree, you're next here on RKO. Hi, BB. Thank you for taking my call. Welcome. I, um, was, I was at Emerson Hospital, and I had major surgery. And at first, they gave me the morphine drip, and I was doing fine. The next day, they changed it to subdolatin. And I was visit. Someone was visiting me, and I all of a sudden the room got all weird. And I saw my machine, EKG machine. It was climbing higher and higher and higher. And I knew something was going on. And I thought I was saying to her, "Help me! I'm going to die." And my kids were flashing before my face and stuff. And then the doctors and everyone came in. I didn't see a light or anything like that. The only thing I felt weird about, it was like I was above my body listening to the doctor saying, we're trying to save her, we're trying to save her. I woke up an hour later, and I'm like, am I alive or am I dead? It was weird. And to this day, they can't tell me what happened. Yeah, I mean, what, that, that, what, that's the obvious question. What did happen? Like, did you get the wrong I, stuff? Yeah, I, they said, they were saying, well, you must be allergic to Dilaudid. So... You know, I'm sitting there going, well, it's the same thing as morphine. I'm a CNA, so I kind of know my medicines. I'm going to basically the same thing. I would think I would have coded the day before, you know, but I don't know what happened to this day. All I know is I was dead and they, I got brought back to life. But did you ever have a chance to think? Oh my- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh my God, I'm dying? Or did you just, oh, yeah, you woke yeah. up and you realized... Um, when I saw the EKG machines, I was at like 120. Then it was going one, you know, 136, 180, and my heart felt like it was pounding out of my chest. I knew I was dying, and literally, I kept saying, "Help me, I'm dying." And honestly, I don't think I was saying it. I think in my mind I was. The nurse said I never said a word, and then they called the cold blue, and like I said, I was. I felt like I was above them, and I could hear them all talking, saying she's dying, you know get the, you know, the machines, and they did the chest thing, electrical, and shock, and um, I was back an hour later. I woke up an hour later. I was back right after they said. Something happened there. I don't know whether you had a lawsuit in your hands or whatever, but you know what? You live to tell the tale, and that's the bottom that's line, right. Desiree. 
my important to me was I got to watch my kids grow up, you yeah. know, and because I really didn't think I was ever going to see that. And I bet you know your medicines even more now because, man, you don't put anything in your body that you're not 100% oh. sure what it does. I do it all the time. An example, I was at another hospital about a, a year ago, and I said, now I'm allergic to Dilaudid. For some reason, the nurse was coming over with a shot. I got hurt really bad in a car accident. And I go, what is in that? And she goes, Dilaudid. And I'm like, I told you I'm allergic to it. So I always ask now. And I, I, I'm like, people think I'm a pain when I go to the doctors. But I'm like, no, I need to know what you're giving me. Desiree, unrelated, but just so you know, yep. like we have a weird caller ID system when, when people call in, different things come up. You have one of the funniest things that comes up on our screen when you call into this show. Just to, do you know what it is? No, what? Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to. I, I didn't even see it, so I don't know what it is. It's, it's clean. It's fine. But let's just put it this way. You're very sassy. And for some reason that call... Oh. So, oh, I know that's my um, that's my email. I know what you're well, it comes to say. up that way, and <laughs> I, funny. it was very funny to see there's something that goes with it that goes, huh, that who's this person calling in? And it was you, Desiree. So, I it caught my eye, and I'll just leave it at that, okay? No, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Now I'm like turning red, I'm so turning red right now. <laughs> it, it was, it made me laugh, and now lightning's laughing. So, we'll just leave it at that, Desiree. Thanks for the call, and I'm glad you're here to have called in. 617-266-6860. More calls when we come back. Your near-death experiences. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. Enjoying this discussion immensely. You know I love stuff like this, Lightning. And it's you knew when I said it at the beginning, I'm like, look, I think we're going to do this because of... Sully's flight, yeah, and she, you kind of rolled your eyes like, no, oh, boy, but I, I, I can't get enough of this. No, talk. it's fast. I like hearing people's personal stories. I do like that. 781, VB, I died last July. Since then, no drinking. I've lost 40 pounds. I'm an entirely new person. Well, that's a positive thing, though, right? 617, I mean... VB, when I was 10, I was diagnosed with a massive tumor on my cervical spine. Oh my Removing it was so imperative, they told my parents in front of me that I was probably going to die, but they were going to try it anyway. Wow. That would make you think, yes, I'm dying when this happens. Like, I'm going to go under, and then I'm not coming back. But this person did, as it turned out, 617, and has lived to tell the tale. So that's what I want to know is times that, not that you said, geez, I swear I'm going to die here, but you literally thought, I am going to die. You were in a crane crash. I don't have one, but my brother brother was on a flight to Ireland, and it dropped 10,000 feet in a very short period of time and they said you know the things dropped down they said assume crash landing positions and every he said i i knew for a fact i was going down in the ocean outside of ireland like it was all over and then it just stopped they somehow caught it and they the guy from what if i'm remembering the story right the pilot when they were deplaning said you guys don't know how happy i am to be touching down and like they all thought they were gonna die i've never had that Neither have I. But you guys have, and you've been sharing your stories, and I find them absolutely fascinating. So let's go back. Scott's in Portsmouth. Scott, you're next here on WRKM. Hey, uh, I, I, I love you guys. You guys, we listen to you all the time. So, Good man, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate it. In 1975, I was going through SEAL training. Uh, we started with 134. We graduated with a 17. And one of the exercises that they did during Hell Week was uh, 
they they wanted you to uh, hold your breath. We were in a pool 25 yards and then come back underwater 25 yards, so 50 yards underwater. And you have to be all in when, when you're going through SEAL training. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm, I'm going to either I do this or I'm, I'm going to die trying. So, uh, so to make it just even harder was when they put you to the edge of the pool, they made you do a somersault so you wouldn't get a good push off. So I was really nervous. I didn't know if I could make it. So I started hyperventilating to give more oxygen inside my body, right? So uh, I did the flip. I went all the way to the uh, end of the pool, and then I started coming back. And then the problem with with hyperventilating and over-oxygenating your uh, body is it works the opposite when you when you start using up all that oxygen. So what that means is more carbon dioxide takes over, and I was like four or five feet from the edge of the pool when I passed out under the water. A couple of the instructors uh, jumped in. They grabbed me. They pulled me out of the water. They said I was blue as, uh, as the blue sky. And they held me up against the uh, wall, started slapping me on the face. And I came out of it. And they said, oh, you're all right. Next. Did you fail out at that point? Oh, no, no, no. I, I did it. I did it. They they said they said the, the as I passed out four or five feet, I somehow guided myself to the edge of the pool. So it wasn't do the wow. 50, 50 yards and come up breathing. It's just make the fifty yards, and if you're okay, fine. That's just crazy. Make the, make the fifty yards. Make the fifty yards, and 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 that's it. But they they they, they pulled me out of the pool, slapped me around. And so, until I came out of it, and then, and then they looked at everybody else and said, Nick. <laughs> they slapped you around a little bit. Okay, we're <sighs> moving on. Great story, Scott. I, I've all, you've always, I think everybody's seen those Hell Week shows, and that's one. I had a buddy, similar circumstance with him, who, similar. He, they, they did the one when he was in, it wasn't for the SEALs. It was for a different group, but the elite in the in the military. They put you in the water and you had to stay down for a certain amount of time and he blacked out. And all same thing, they yeah. just reached down and grabbed him and then he was told come back tomorrow and do it again and if you don't do it, you're gone and he did Ooh, do it. I do have I don't know moment. how you would get back in there. I've always said to him, How did you go back? Oh, He's like, Because moment. that's what I wanted. I just recalled I do have a moment. I think I blacked out. I, I, I tried to actually put it out of my memory. Now it's coming back to me. But I can share it later because we have plenty of calls. So <laughs> Wayne's in Southie. Wayne, you're next on RKO. You have a near death experience, Wayne? Yeah, yeah, what's going on, VB? Yeah, I was stabbed in the neck twice from behind and um it missed my carotid artery by a half of a centimeter. So give me- I really thought I was going to die, VB. I put my hand on my cross. I said, "My, you know, here I come, my, here I come, my wife." I thought I was dead. I thought I was going to die. What was and, the uh, circumstances of you hospital. being stabbed? Was it a bar fight? Um, I was in a bar, yes, but it wasn't a bar fight. It was something else. Somebody thought it, it was a mistaken identity. Basically, somebody said my name. But they said the, uh, the same name, Wayne, and uh, they thought they said, "Hey, Wayne B." And the other kid's name was Wayne B. But it was with it, it wasn't mm-hmm. my name. I'm president. His name was something else. So they thought I was that guy. 
So they came from, I didn't see it coming. I was sitting down. I, I, thank God, literally, a mili- that's why I said I believe in God. I don't care what anybody says. There is a higher power up there. Because literally a millisecond before it happened, VB, somebody said my name down the bar. They said, hey, aren't you kids? And I went to look down. And as I went to look, that's when the guy was coming. So they said if I was sitting flat, he would have got me flat. I would have been gone. It would have went right into my carotta and usually bleed out. I was in the Marines, so I know it only takes about a minute and 20 seconds to bleed out. Did anybody so, get charged in that case, Wayne? Um, No, nobody got charged because um, basically I, I, didn't, no, I just didn't show up at the courthouse. Yeah, I, didn't it, go to I the knew courthouse. it was going to be that. But, yeah, no, that's just a, that's what I'm talking about. There are all sorts of circumstances where people think their life is ending right now. I'm getting stabbed in the neck. Several yeah, people, that's intense. I was going to say that one's pretty wild. 781 says, the odds of talking to a Navy SEAL is one in three million. I don't buy that last guy's story. I I have no Charlie reason to Navy doubt Seal? it. I'm sorry, Charlie. Wayne, was he a Navy SEAL? No, it- Scott in Portsmouth was doing Navy SEAL training. And that's when he blacked out when he was doing the 50-yard swim. One of my father-in-laws was a Navy SEAL before Navy SEALs were a thing. There's a lot of like he, there's he a number nev- he of different elite it, groups like he, within yeah. the military. No, whether yeah, he, it was actually SEAL yeah. or whatever, there's a lot of guys that have done underwater hold your breath training. I, oh yeah, no. One of my father. I don't doubt Scott in Portsmouth. The texters you, are for some reason. I'm not. I I, don't, I didn't think one way or the other. I know a legitimate former before it was like before they even called them navy seals one of my father-in-laws i know you make fun of me when they were navy seal pops because before you become a seal, uh, yeah exactly a pop, right? no he doesn't or talk about men. this stuff but if you ever met him frog like he man, is the go. most hardcore intent i don't believe he kicks some serious butt i, I quincy brawler for real there, no he's I mean. a i mean i wouldn't put no i he's he doesn't talk about his time in the in the service, and I totally believe that he kicks some serious butt. 617-266-6868. Your near-death experiences, not just, oh, that could have died there. You actually thought you were dying. What happened? We'll take more calls. We come back. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. It's VB in the middle. They have actually now come out with their word of the year, and this year it's existential. Extessential? Extessential. I pronounced it differently. Hold on. So what is the word? Extessential. But there is a word, existential. No, it's extessential. Like e- 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 I'll spell it Please. for you. Please, thank you. E-X-I-S-T-E-N-T-I-A-L. Extessential. I, I have a right. <laughs> you keep saying extessential. Extessential. <laughs> I can't pronounce that's it. That's eggs to central. Eggs to central. <laughs> now back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. I am smelling like the roses somebody gave me on my birthday deathbed. This am... goes too long. It's kind of a weird intro <laughs> I know, I like this song. Yeah. Now it'll kick in finally. Tune into the WRKO box office. Cue to call Thursday on the 30s, 8.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m. for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Chicago, live at the Xfinity Center with Rick Springfield, July 19th. Chicago is one of the longest-running and best-selling groups of all time. For ticket information, visit LiveNation.com. That's coming up tomorrow right here on AM680 WRKO. New, uh, more calls on near-death experiences in honor of today being the 11th anniversary of the the uh, miracle on the Hudson. 
the, the flight that somehow those guys that all thought they were going to die, they all lived to tell the tale. They were on a plane that landed on the Hudson River, and they're still with us. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Paul in Tewksbury. I want to talk to Paul. Hey, Paul, welcome to RKO. Hey, Ruby. How are you doing? Good. Um, I thought I'd just call in. I'm a retired emergency physician. I've uh, uh, presided over probably hundreds of uh, cardiac arrests, codes, if you will. And I've had a few uh, patients who relayed some interesting near-death experiences. Uh, and some of them are quite similar, actually. Have, first of all, have you ever done, like we've all seen it in, uh, was it Pulp Fiction? But have you ever delivered that adrenaline needle to the chest and seen somebody pop back up? Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah, not, yeah. I mean, and, and other drugs directly into cardiac through the ribs and the chest. Have you ever done that thinking they're not coming back, but I'm going to do this anyway, and then they do you do save them? Well, usually it's done after all the other uh, procedures have been done, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, cardiac chest compressions and oxygen and breaths, and, although now it's mostly all cardiac compressions. So it's usually as a last resort, uh, one may, may uh, inject uh, epinephrine or adrenaline directly into the, into the heart from the chest uh, cap, mm -hmm. uh, ribs, ribs in between the ribs. Um, it, it's, it's a long shot mostly, but I have had people come back doing that. What's the craziest story uh, just like you wouldn't believe that this actually happened, but this happened to well, someone? Well, you know. Being, being a scientific person, uh, I, I, I remain skeptical. I'm religious as well, but um, I remain I remained skeptical in the early early years of my practice. But then I had people say, you know, gee, doc, I was I was up in the air and I could see what's around me, and I said, well, it's probably just uh, the brain uh, with lack of oxygen, so you hallucinate. And I had one person who uh, came in, eyes were closed no heartbeat, we're doing CPR, and the respiratory therapist came in from the, uh, it was called the Simmons Respiratory Team. And the patient's eyes were closed the entire time, never opened until they were successfully resuscitated. And uh, I said, well, uh, you know, how long do you think you were out? He said, it was really strange, Doc, because I went up to the ceiling of the, uh, the hospital and as I'm turning around, I see one of the people in the back who's putting oxygen on my face, and it said Simmons Respiratory Team on it. And there was no way they could have read mm -hmm. that before then. Yeah, see, that's so, lightning. I know you. I, I got to hold you, Paul, because I want to get in a couple more, but I know you're listening to that thinking that's weird. Yeah, I would say. That profession will make you doubt or make you believe some things because you just hear that and you can't explain that sort of thing. So that's, that's pretty weird. That's pretty weird things weird. happen, man. It sure weird does. Weird things happen. Uh, Marie's in situate. Marie, you're next on RKO. Hi. Yes, I'm calling actually about my son's near-death experience that he yes. had when he was 17. Okay. He was surfing. We live in situate and he was surfing down the beach by himself without anybody else. And I've always told him never go alone. But anyway, a big wave came up. It was very wave, a lot of waves that day, and over his head, and he went under. And the, the rope that attaches the surfboard to, to the guys, so the, it went around his ankle, and it caught on a rock underneath. And he 
when he straightened up to get back out, he couldn't he couldn't clear the water, so he was still under the water because he fought, you know he couldn't get the rope loose. Mm-hmm. And so he, at his full height, he was still under the water. So he was sure, absolutely positive, he was going to die. He said all of a sudden he saw scenes from now he was only seventeen, but he saw scenes of himself in a high chair with me feeding him. And he remembers thinking, oh, my God, how upset I was going to be when I heard about his death. You know, he just felt so bad about that. And then all of a sudden, he said, another wave came, and he just found himself on the sand. He was there on the sand. He, you know, he prayed during that time. But then just something saved him. I don't know. That's about the worst, too. Like, you've seen... Marie, you've seen that scene in movies before, but you, you're stuck underwater and you can see the surface. Like, it, it's the worst. Uh, but none of them are yeah. pleasant, but like, oh my God, you can see it and you're tied down or you're caught or you're trapped or whatever. That's why I don't surf lightning. Oh yeah, that's the reason why, VB. I knew she was gonna. At the end, I had to throw her that one because she enjoyed saying that. Yeah. Great stories all. I'm sorry we didn't get to everybody, but really enjoyed that topic. We'll do it again next January 15th, I promise. Howie Carr Show's next. Have a great day, everybody. I will as well tomorrow at noon. We'll meet back here in the middle. VB in the middle. WRKL. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.